Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot, goal! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. It's been a quiet weekend. No Yeovil Town fixture thanks to the FA Cup defeat to Taunton Town. But we are back nevertheless because we have a game coming up on Tuesday night. Uh, so I am joined this evening as ever by Mr Ian Perkins. Good evening. And Mr Ben Barrett. Good evening in honour of uh, Unai Emery's first victory as Aston Villa manager today. Don't they? And, yeah, uh, I forgot you're a Villa fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> big Villa fan. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just a anti-Man United fan. Is that what living in Leeds does to you? A uh, bit of both. Big, big Sabo Milosevic guy over here. Oh yeah, big Sabo Milosevic guy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm, Thomas Hitzelsberger, Der Hammer, all that. <laughs> Left foot had an absolute wand of him. Big fan. There you go. What a what a guy. What a guy. Gareth Southgate. Well- uh, a little bit of South getting more Ugo Ekiog as well. Ah. Big Ugo fan. The Very late edible. Ugo Ekiog would yeah, have been his 50th birthday the other day. Was it? Yeah. Mm, that's oh, sad. I know. No, Paul Merson. Paul Merson. A little bit. Bosnich in goal. Yeah. Then Alan Wright of that night in Nottingham fame, left back. Steve Staunton. Um, yeah. Bit of Steve Staunton in there. Um, Mark Welcome to the Aston Villa Legends podcast, <laughs> where we will just be naming former Aston Villa players. Early 90s, late, late 90s, <laughs> early noughties, 
Aston Ray Houghton, come on down. Juan Pablo <laughs> Angel. Oh, what a player Juan Pablo Angel was, by the way. <laughs> Dalian Atkinson. What the listeners don't realise is that Ben also comment, commentates on like local Birmingham radio <laughs> and gave a similar <laughs> speech. <laughs> just a similar speech about Aston Villa just after Gerard, or just before Gerard was sacked. Um, yeah. you know. <laughs> Hello, that's, Twice. That's not actually true, is it? No. <laughs> I could believe that. I could believe no. that. I did have two goldfish going up called Dwight and Sabo, though. There you go. Dwight. Oh, Dwight York. Right. Okay. I'm with anyway. you. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we should give a big welcome to all of our uh, Southampton FC uh, listeners, shouldn't we? Because I imagine there will be hordes of them, if you can have a horde of uh, Southampton, since, since we are now officially endorsed by Matt Letizier, uh, who uh, heard, quote, his mate, Leroy Whale, on the podcast on Friday, which hopefully all of you or some of you heard, and some of you, unlike uh, one person who said to me, I've no idea who that is, um, even though that person, <laughs> Hi Foxy, is uh, about the same age as me. But uh, yeah, uh, I, hopefully you you enjoyed uh, Leroy. Did you enjoy Leroy, Ian? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I love the program story. Very, yep. um, very ingenious. And also the fact that he went off the side of the pitch in the yep. middle of a game once, <laughs> which was quite hilarious. But I don't think we're going to put endorsed by Matt Letizia on the homepage of the website. Probably not. No, no, no. Unless we're looking for some kind of tinfoil sponsorship, I'd have thought. Yeah. But... I do I do think we have slightly brushed over the whole driven away from the scene of a possible attempted murder. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I yeah. think that we kind of just yeah. got past that and just but... kind of, that's okay. That's the thing. <laughs> if it came to court, he'd just say, I was going to chip shop, wasn't I? So, and they're like, right, okay, Leroy, you know, you're yeah, all right. Exactly. Yeah. Got his Savaloy, happy days. I feel like you moved that along swiftly because there was food <laughs> involved then and you were sort of like, did you get your chips? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was it. Exactly. And he, yeah. And he did. But uh, yeah, I remember that story about Graham Roberts hitting that deer and apparently he wanted the head of the deer mounted on his wall. Um, at, uh, at Hughes Park, so um, yeah, I, I'm assuming it's not there, but yeah, just, <laughs> you just find a find a it, severed it severed was. deer's head in the in the dressing room somewhere. It was, but Paul Stewart painted it orange. So what can you do? Dear, dear, dear. Yeah, dear, dear, dear. Was that intentional? Oh. Always intentional. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, but Leroy, what a nice chap, and that was uh, nice, wasn't it? Yeah, does a lot, does a lot of good stuff for charity as well. I was reading, it, I was reading up a bit about his charity exploits. So, yeah, next time you see him when you're walking past wherever it is he works in, Ben, in yeah, Leeds, then yeah, you have to all. say to him, what a what a good chap he is. Give him a Jolly. couple of programs. Yeah, probably afford his own shin pads now, can't he? I'd have thought. You'd imagine. Well, he would have probably just remembered them if he needed them. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. If you haven't okay. listened yet, go back and listen. That was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite... What I thought was interesting is how, like, when he talked about his sort of career winding down and obviously at that time everyone was part-time and all had other jobs and it's that, like, he was doing well in his other job and then having to make a decision about football and all these things. It's just, like, such a weird... When you think of the club now and how the club's been over the last however many years that at one time, not that long ago, there were players having to think about what they were going to do, like sort of <laughs> managing their actual career and like a football, like 
job on the side as well. Just yeah. no, you know. it is interesting, and it makes you think about sort of. I, I don't really know what type of jobs players, part-time players, do elsewhere. I imagine there's a lot of sporty type jobs, a lot of personal trainers and stuff in part-time football, things like that, rather than quote proper jobs. <laughs> oh, Charlie Wakeville coming around to like fit your kitchen tap or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how many plumbers there are in part-time football, but yeah. I think it being FA Cup first round day, I'm sure if we'd have watched um, someone, that we, we'd have seen that, wouldn't we? There, there would have been some kind of story about someone who, I'm sure I saw an interview with that guy, Clem, is it, from the BBC, uh, interviewing the chairman of Kirsten Ashton, who um, yeah, runs works. Yeah, steel bending company or something that had made steel for Tottenham Stadium or yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. butchers, bakers, candlestick makers yeah. do exist. Yes, yeah. someone's <laughs> got to make a candlestick, haven't they? Never really think of them, do you? <laughs> Where no. do they come from? They just they just are candlesticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on the candlestick tree. Do you think? <laughs> do you think we should talk about woking? We have Woking. to. Oh, yeah. I wonder what we were avoiding. I'd forgotten <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Waking. Yeah. Well, that, that seems a long time ago, doesn't it? I mean, it was a fair time ago, but almost a week ago by the time people listened to this. But yeah, that feels like a long time ago. It does. It was a long listen, wasn't it, as well? It mm. felt particularly in the second half, it felt like it was very much one way traffic. Obviously, Smith saves the penalty and then. Armand missed a sitter, but it was all very, very, uh, how long is this going to take? And unfortunately, it happened right at the end, as <laughs> tends to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a but, big sigh, Ben. And yeah, I just don't know. I, it's Groundhog Day, isn't it? It's almost the reason why we didn't do a podcast, because we went, well, we'll probably come on and we'll say that we had nothing up front. We were okay at the back. We made one error at the back. And we've lost the game 1-0. And I feel like we've had this conversation. <laughs> I don't feel like we're learning anything at this point. No. So it just, it was a bit Groundhog Day, wasn't it? The numbers were back to being a bit disappointing. Um, in the Maidstone game, we had more shots on target than the previous three or four games combined and all the rest of it. So there was little signs of whatever. And then one shot on target against Woking. Back to that, back to one corner in the entire match. And it's like, well, that it felt felt like a step backwards against a much better side, a side that we w- would probably assume are, are going to be closer to the playoffs than not. Um, but it just it looks like, I mean, I'm just going off my the numbers again I use off the, the in-play website. Dangerous attacks, they had double the amount that we did across the 90 minutes. 107 played 50-odd. It's like, well... Yeah, it just felt like a, a step backwards and not sure what else you can say unless you're absolutely inch perfect at the back. Someone somewhere's going to get a chance and a striker as good as Pod Jammin doesn't need um, more than a few invitations. No, he's, 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 he sounded like he did have a great game, did he? And um, I forget the name of the chap who was commentating alongside Sheridan, but he um, he, he was saying that he's, he's a bit of a, split opinions about him amongst the Woking fan base, but he's the kind of player that you just think, he's, he, because of the, the quality he's got, he is going to get your goals, isn't he? And Yeah, he's the kind of player that you just think, oh God, if only we had someone like that. But um, 
yeah, those kind of players cost money, don't they? That's a problem. Well, more money than we've got anyway. If, if only mm. Ben Richards Everton felt happy to boot a ball with his right foot and <laughs> clear that one that just went all the way across, you know? Didn't look like the most difficult cross to deal with. No, it's it's shocking defending, and, and it's just no way of there's no way of hiding away from it. Deal with the danger, get rid of it, stick it into Rose Ed, and then moan at Grant Smith for not coming out. Don't wait for Grant Smith to not come out, and then moan when the ball's in the back of the net. Deal with the danger first, and then if you're going to have a gripe about something, have it afterwards. But yeah, lapse of concentration, and yeah, pretty horrific defending. Oh well, <laughs> that, that's it, isn't it? Oh well, oh well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the... sure we'll get deeper into stuff with the questions because we've had a few questions tonight. But like you said, it Groundhog Day, another game. One, none of us were there, so we can't particularly mm. talk too much about it. Um, I think the thing that sort of came out after the game, you know, Cooper saying that needs to do more work on the training ground and get us fashioning proper chances. Um, he's had a decent amount of time to do it, hasn't he, this week, really? Yeah, and I guess that's the good thing, isn't it, that he's had that um, he's had that opportunity to work with them and put whatever he's um, he's he, he's got in place. But it's, it is difficult to see what... What what he can do because the way the way he was talking afterwards in terms of the the forward forward players he was basically saying yeah I'm just gonna have to go with what I've got and uh, try and find more patterns of play didn't he but it does feel like magic wand kind of territory that he's he's in at the moment and um, yeah I don't I don't want to sound too defeatist but I, I, I don't yeah think thinking back to that Maidstone game. It didn't sound like, and again, as you say, I've only seen the highlights and obviously listened to it on the night, but it didn't sound like we were doing the things that were working at Maidstone in terms of the getting the ball out wide and getting players in. Don't get me wrong, Woken are a far better side than Maidstone. But um, yeah, it didn't feel like we were really trying those kind of things, which maybe was the um, maybe the thing we, we, we were lacking. I have a couple of players back. Back three. We? Back three. Uh, I thought what it was. Maybe. He said he had that was all he had to choose from, wasn't it? Really? He was a bit stuck for players and went with a three five two box box it's, midfield. Yeah, it is a box midfield. It's it might I think that's the first sign that I think we're gonna see a lot of that. And I think, you know, you could almost go through the attacking unit, start going down the line, and I imagine they will physically be going down the list of strikers they've got and thinking, right. What's the best course of action there? Do you have to say Ollie Holbert? Haven't seen a lot of him. Does he have to go out on loan, find himself some games and some goals? Will Dawes? Does he have to go out on loan, find himself some games and some goals? What is the situation with Pearson? Staying, going, coming back? No idea. Ewan Clark? Are we putting the um, eggs in the Ewan Clark basket? If we are, okay. How do we make that fit into his into his? His system. Uh, Jimmy Torre, another one. Can we rely on someone who's got one good performance in four? Don't know. How close are we to getting back to seeing Charlie Wakefield? And Charlie Wakefield, does he fit into this? You can, you know what I mean? You can go down one by one by one and you probably keep Fisher. He's shown a bit. You know what you're going to get. Experienced head and you can work around him. I think Linton fits into that 
role of the one of the two in behind. I think he fits into that really nicely. I think he's got a great chance to flourish. And it looks like Clark's got a bit of a thing about him in that same role. So then you ask the questions of the others. Are you good enough? Are you going to get good enough? Or have we got to look to moving you on or into a slightly different role? What, what does it look like? And he's got some big decisions to make. We've already seen he's made one decision. One decision has been made. We'll move this on to Callum Rowe has departed, moved on to uh, Salisbury. But I think it's the first sign, possibly, that he said, look, you've got a short-term deal. It's come to an end. You've had a couple of injuries. I haven't seen enough. Free to go and find some football. When you left school, did you have one of those books that all your friends signed or, a, I don't know, a shirt or something like that? Yeah, mine was bright orange, like a Holland shirt. A Holland shirt, yeah. yeah. No, I had, a, I had like, I think, a, a book that every, I got everybody to write in. I have no idea where it is, probably thrown a million years ago. But my, um, my design technology teacher wrote in this book of me that the hole I left in his life could be compared with the hole left when you remove your hand from a bucket of water. Basically meaning that it's instantly gone and you didn't even notice it was there. That's how I roll the whole Callum Rowe is left. <laughs> My Oval Town life, I think. I, I, I wouldn't have even noticed he was there. Do we, yeah. do, do we think we've lost anything by the absence of Callum Rowe? Did you guys ever see him play? No. No. Um, no. Well, apart from on well, he, start, he started Chris Hargreaves last game. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's a good sign. Eh? <laughs> I did see him play at Wilston, I think. Yeah, but the fact I only think I did. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought he was quite a tidy player, but yeah, I don't. Small, I, I, I couldn't even tell you which games he played. Uh, he played Oldershot, didn't he? And I think he played one of the Taunton games. Maybe the same. Yeah, he did play the second Taunton game because I thought, oof. Throwing him in there is a bit yeah. Oh, that's right, because his name came on and I asked you to. Who's Rowe? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like quite a tidy technical player, but I think if... Yeah. If... I'm sure tidy technical players are what we need right now. No, it? that's what I was going to say. If the box midfield is what we want, which seems to need two destroyers in front of the back line, um, he's not that, which I think probably... Who was a chap we've signed... Jamie Andrews. He sounds like, a legs. <laughs> sounds like a destroyer. Yeah, bit of a spider. Um, bit of a spider. Lots of legs. I get go. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Think about but, that one, Dave. That, yeah. uh, that joke will go down on the web. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not sure if I can carry on now. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't think, I don't think we'll miss Callum Rowe particularly. And you know, like I said, Ben, hopefully it is freeing up space, wage for yeah. someone else. Yeah. yeah. Can you and um, former Glover's Cross champion Rob Manley take a walk past Hewish Park at some point, ideally tomorrow, and see if you can spot any for, uh, unfamiliar faces there? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I will. I will take that as an action from this meeting. Yes. Good. Yes. yes. <laughs> Can we ensure that's in the minutes, please? Have a vote <laughs> on whether Ian actually has to do that. Right. Okay. <laughs> next up. Uh, next order of business. Um, off the back of the result, there was a tweet, wasn't there, from uh, Martin Hellier, 
It was, yeah, yeah. Tweeting that uh, he's going to put in a bid for the club. And if it is not accepted, he will walk away. I kind of imagine him lacing up boxing gloves when he was writing that. Oh, he obviously wrote it first and then laced up some boxing gloves. He <laughs> he did have that 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 kind of tweeted like, it with his elbow. Like. Yeah, it was like a it was like a ten o'clock. I mean, the Rocky that. theme to himself. Is yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then screaming at himself in the mirror or something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he did. He said he was going to do it, um, and then had a few people saying, "You're not going to do it." And a few people saying, oh, please, Martin, please do it. And, uh, yeah, had a bit of, uh, he went a bit Trump-esque with a few people on Twitter, didn't he? A yeah? bit, uh, bit of back and forth. He certainly um, certainly knows where uh, how to use a Twitter account, which obviously our, our current chairman says that he doesn't know how to use a Twitter <laughs> account. So, um, although he ran a social media business, I think, at one point, but um, or some kind of marketing business anyway. But the... Um, um, but yeah, so and then the day after he said, I haven't walked, which presumably means he's drove or cycled, ran <laughs> yeah. horseback, took one look at the accounts and legged it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, imagine- is anyone else overly not fussed that he's being so public on Twitter about this? I'm really not bothered. Like, I know there's a few people going, You shouldn't be doing this on social media. Why not? The entire social media was purchased on social media. <laughs> it, uh, I think, I mean, I understand people's trepidation about it going about it this way. But who is public enemy number one in Yeovil Town supporters' eyes at the moment? Mr. Priestnell. Oh, I thought, I thought that was a rhetorical question. I thought, I, thought we <laughs> I think we're all looking at each other there. Aren't thanks, we? thanks for clarifying. For a minute there, I thought it was me. And then if you've got someone saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I think it's quite a clever way to, you know, A, get a bit of noise behind you and B, show... You know, it puts the owner in in a bit of a corner, doesn't it? Yeah. So 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 shows that you're serious, and uh, and and presumably then, um, like you say, puts pressure on those in charge at the moment to explain why they think they're the right people um, to do it. And maybe I don't know. Maybe this week we'll find out when this open fans forum is, and uh, maybe we'll. No, I'm sure there won't be another statement. Let be. I got a statement fairly recently and to be to be fair even in um our world where crazy things seem to happen every five seconds i i can't believe there's enough to make another statement just yet but the, yeah the open fans forum would be um would be a good thing to to find out a date for but yeah if he wants if he wants to go about doing that way i suppose it, it comes down to the same as everything it's actions rather than words isn't it um and he can't come out there and say yes i bought this or no I'm going to pay that for that or whatever he can't do his bit I wouldn't I thought he'd want to do his business on social media in quite that way but certainly got no problem with someone coming out and yeah communicating with people whatever way they they choose to communicate one of the big things I moaned about with the whole Jenkins Simmel Canva dude thing is that no one said anything on social media no one told anyone anything a series of secret DMs became the Chinese whispers of it all we're left in no uncertain terms here. A dude who has a business that is local, is successful, has said, I'm in. 
let's see what happens. Great. I, I see no problem with that. We have, as supporters, and I use the whole thought, we will have the same questions of him as we would have Julian Jenkins, as we would have the current owners as to the future of the football club. But at least I feel like we could approach this guy and go, do you want to have a chat about it? Do you want to answer some awkward questions? You feel quite happy having a bit, you know, I feel like if you're going to put yourself out there, fair play, do it. So I've got, I've got no issue with, with someone being quite bullish on social media. It's how things are done these days. He's given an interview to BBC recently, which is more than Scott Priestnell has done. Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, he's left my DMs on red as well. The cheeky little monkey. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky little monkey. We know you're listening, Martin. You know where we are. You, I know you've read them. He didn't he didn't even send me back like a winky face emoji or something. That would have been the least uh, I would have expected. Anyway. Called a very successful businessman a cheeky little <laughs> monkey. Well, I'm, I'm giving, if he if he's making forays into social media and he's planning to own a football club, cheeky little monkey is is a uh, is <laughs> in a term that will be absolutely no problem to him, I'm sure. But okay. yeah, tell you what, Martin, if you don't like me calling you a cheeky little monkey, come on and call me something worse. How about that? <laughs> or tell us what to call him because I'm quite happy to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, it won't be anything I haven't heard before. I can promise you. Unless you're, unless you're a bit creative, but let's see. Let's see. Anyway, yeah. There, there's some questions about that whole situation, not the cheeky little monkey. Yeah. You know, not that debate, but um, yeah, the situation. So we can perhaps go into that in a little bit more detail when we're prompted by listeners. Um, before we talk about Maidenhead, because we've actually got another game, um, Charlie, Wakefield's, Charlie Wakefield's got a documentary coming out. This is nice, isn't it? Yeah, very nice. I'd like it when I like it when football players of any club are creative and do stuff a little bit outside the box. We've only seen a couple of seconds of it, haven't we, on his Instagram reel, thanks to Ben pointing us towards them. But uh, it looks well made as well, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Decent production values, as they say, in the business. Do you know which player who... He used to play for us. He was creative and did a lot of stuff outside the box. Gavin Williams. He's doing Gavin Williams, isn't he? He's going to say Gavin Williams. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin Williams. <laughs> I thought you were generally going to tell me about this. Was like back to our uh, second jobs. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Al James Hannigan run a marketing agency. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it? It would just be someone screaming in your face. I think. And yeah. Hannigan's, Hannigan's headbands. Yeah. We've Heading. diverted. We've diverted. Yeah. Heading sorry. house bricks. But um, but yes, Charlie Wakefield. Yeah, a documentary about an important subject as well, I think. Hmm. And, you know, given his sort of history with injuries. And I think he touched on stuff, didn't he? When he when he first signed for us, there was an interview, not necessarily with the club, wasn't it? With a another publication. Yeah. I can't remember. Website, where, wasn't it? There was a website. We, yeah, where he talked about mental health and stuff. So um yeah, important. Timely as well, given that it's Movember and men's health is, you know, on the agenda as well. Be a good watch. It's actually out tomorrow, isn't it? The full, the full thing out tomorrow. Well, today, as people are listening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Monday evening, seven o'clock. I think seven o'clock. Either way, I think 
gonna be on YouTube and um Sam said there's gonna be all the links on the like the, the Yovel socials as well. So I'm 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 quite looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be very interesting. Because he's because he, he's a nice bloke too. Just like in the times where I've been lucky enough to sort of be in and around the press areas, he's just a nice guy. And you just you just wanna you wanna do well for him. You just you want him to do well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Ben wants to do well on commentary for him. Yes. Yeah. And he wants Charlie Wakefield to do well for him. So that he can commentate on him doing well and then be well. And we're gonna all feel well. 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 Yeah. Okay. Good. Well done, Charlie. Like it. Well done. Maiden, Maiden Ed. Jinx. Oh yeah. Um, what do we know about Maidenhead? Uh, some uh, Theresa May is the end. They lost in the oh. FA Cup. Yeah, that's better than Theresa oh, May. Oh, is it the Cup. fish? The fish May Derby. Is he from Maidenhead? Is he? Well, no, Marcus Fish, MP for. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant Alex Fisher. He's from around there somewhere, <laughs> isn't he? Oxford, maybe. Yeah, the fish May Derby. Yeah. That, 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 that would be strange, wouldn't it? That would be an incredibly right-wing uh, derby, wouldn't it? Can you imagine lot... if all MPs went to their, like, football club that is in their town, if they went to their football matches? I feel like Marcus be... Fish has been to some games at Yeovil, hasn't he? No, I know, but I meant they had to, like, so he had to go oh. to the away games because he was the MP at Yeovil. And, right. I mean, <laughs> I don't want it to happen particularly, but just be... No. Theresa May rocking up in the uh, in the screw fix. Is that what you want? <laughs> no, I'm sure she'd be in the directors. Yeah, box, she come, I would imagine. She come like uh, doing that weird robot dancing <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon Ben's got some serious points about Maidenhead that he's yep. waiting Go on, to ben. tell us. No, no, quite carry on bashing the toys. It's fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they do have a suspension. That's the Tories. Uh, well, probably someone selling, sending a tweet with expletives in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Football. No, it's fine. Uh, William de Havilland's um, misdemeanors were far, far slighter. Um, he just has five yellow cards for the season. Got booked, but because it's cumulative, um, sorry, got sent off at the weekend. Not five yellow cards. Two yellow cards. Same game. Red card. Mrs. Yeovil. William de Havilland. What did he do against us last season? The name I recognise. Did he score against us? William. I went to that game where he drew. Did I he score against us? Did he have an absolute worldie against us? I don't think he did, no. Why don't I recognise that name? No. I went to the one at Maidenhead. Uh, I think we drew one or... I'm checking. Yeah, but um, but I don't remember. I don't remember him. I remember him being a bit of a unit, if I remember rightly. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's going to have zero effect on this game. So yeah, so that <laughs> he definitely deserves a bit of talking about. Um, I, I believe he's quite important for them. I will say right. that. So okay. that's a, I would say it's a big loss. Um, I seem to remember he did something against us. I can't remember. But anyway, I think that's a big loss. They're going to have to make a change. They, apart from a 1-0 win over Bromley a couple of matches ago, are in pretty average form, but they have won six games this season, which is three times as many as us, and have scored very few goals. It's the two lowest scoring... Two of the lowest scoring sides, I think. Halifax, I think, are the oh, uh, one lower man. than us, aren't they? But 
Yeah, but Torquay yeah. would have been down there, but for the fact that they got a boatload last week. Um, but yeah, us 13, Halifax 14, Maidenhead 15. So I'm not seeing a goal fest. No, that'll be an entertaining Tuesday night for me. They are 15th in the form table and we are 20th. Right. So a we we out. are just literally like chucking tickets in the <laughs> uh, in the sales box, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we did our bit in the start. We did our bit at the start of the season. If you if you go to if you go for five games on the form book, it's actually nineteenth against twentieth. Both played five. Both won one. Both drew one. Both lost three. They've scored three. We've scored two. We've both conceded six goals in the last five. Four points. It's gonna be a hum. Uh, doesn't sound like a great game, but i tell you something take a scrappy one nil win i take a scrappy one nil win all day long because <laughs> it is it is massive mm. these next two aren't they? i know we, we have all talk about uh gateshead and the return of ali yusuf on uh, friday i'm sure but um but yeah they both feel like can can, can we have two must wins or do we do we take it one must win at a time Every game's a must win. Yeah, yeah that's but true. I would say, looking at, obviously we need to, we need to win tomorrow, really, because of the, um, you know, just to keep up with Maidenhead, if anything, because they're on twenty points and we're on fourteen. But we need to win against Gatehead, absolutely, to so stay away from them. Yeah, because if they beat us and we, you know, if we don't win this, we, we win on Tuesday and then we lose to Kate said they'll leapfrog us won't they mm, it's getting to the point now where three points doesn't take you up as far as you're starting to think it would no like there was a point a while ago where you go well three points you get up to 12 no no three points and we're now going to be as long as Scunthorpe and Oldham lose 19th it's like this is not a big <laughs> jump at a time anymore three points mean a little bit more against those in and around you and you chuck Gateshead in again massive you could even look forward to, to Halifax. The next three home games, I mean. And you can join me on BBC Somerset for all three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I hope, I genuinely hope you're bringing us nine points out of those three. It, well, yeah, as we've said before, it's all down to me. Yeah, well, it, absolutely. It, yeah. At, at this point, it is. Feed Perky and he will score. That's what they say. <laughs> I'm worried about Torquay. Right. Okay. Because I think we know the manager. We know what he's going to do. And now they've drawn with Derby in the FA Cup. So they get Paul Warns Derby if we can Paul Warns Derby, of course, yeah. Nicest man in football or second nicest man in football behind Joel McDonald? Every top, top three or four. Very big bobble hat as well. Enormous bobble hat he had on today. Must have been chilly down there on the coast. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> enough about the size of Paul Warren's bubble. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just worried that they're going to invest yeah. and haul their way up the table. You know, they've the guy they signed from Barrow, who we'd quite like, wouldn't we? Yes, please. Yeah, I, I watched them uh, the, the game against Derby and uh, Mark Ellis, wasn't it, at, uh, at Centre Half. He looked like the... Darren Ward, Darren Purse type, grizzly, stick your head in front of a moving train kind of defender that we that we might require. Probably someone not unlike 
Lee Collins, Luke Wilkinson, well, Darren Purse, Darren Ward, those, those kind of um, uh, centre-arse. But he is only on loan with them for a month. So maybe Mark Cooper can use his... Uh, hopefully they they got on when during their time at Barrow. I think he... <laughs> did you say last time out that he signed him, Ben? For Barrow? So. Did yeah. you not? Um, I, I can't remember. It was so long ago we last did this, a therapy session. Um, oh, I thought he, I thought he signed him for um, Forest Green and then took him up to Barrow as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, he would be, yeah, he would be a decent new player. I mean, I know they drew with Derby, but they, um, they didn't look that special. I didn't think talky, no. but. Yeah, you say if they bring a few in, you always they fancy Magic Johnson to do something. Yeah. They smashed someone midway. Older shot. Yeah. <laughs> Older shot. Yeah. Six, wasn't it? Uh, five. Six, one. Six, six was it? Okay. And the last, team they, the last team they scored six against was mm. Yeovil Town. Mm, <laughs> can, I, can I just point out our home fixtures for the rest of this year? Go on. Maidenhead. 16th, Gateshead, 23rd, Halifax, 18th, Scunthorpe, 20th, Torquay, 24th. Ian, there is a lot of pressure on you, right? No pressure, mate. (laughs) But if we don't come out of that seriously better off, you have genuinely got us relegated. (laughs) You. You. (laughs) Yeah. And and the thing is, though, does Hewish Park become a fortress? in that run of games or does it empty and we well if we a whimper if we're still right. in the relegation zone uh, on uh, you know traveling to Wrexham on the seventh ready for a bit of a hiding because we haven't had that home run no pressure mark cooper i'm i'm i i hadn't i hadn't clocked that run of home fixtures we have got to go to barnet in there and get Dale Gormand. We have got to go Notts County in there and get... Um, Macaulay Langstaffed. Macaulay Langstaffed. And we have got to go to Torquay in there on Boxing Day and get Mark Ellist. Um, and we have got to go to Bromley and that... Get Omar Sawambi. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the problem we've then got, though, is if we're still floundering in the second half of the season after those games, we've then got a welcome Notts County, we've got a welcome Woking, we've got mm-hmm. a welcome South End, mm-hmm. Bromley, um, we've done York City and Dagenham. You know, there's there's <laughs> Woking. <laughs> yeah. Eastley. Jeez. We got some <laughs> Oh, ben, this is not how I wanted to start the week. This is, this is not <laughs> what I was expecting either. Why well, to be fair, so you were ahead of the fixture. Yeah. Don't look that far ahead. Just worry about what's in front of you, okay? What's in front of me is Maidenhead. Mm, yeah, worry about them. Worry about whether Theresa May is going to rock up. <laughs> she won't. Lord no. Buckethead has a better chance of rocking. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Claim at the back. <laughs> yeah. Right, should we take some questions? Yeah, get on. Okay, and in part two, we will answer the uh, GCQs. The Glovers cast has teamed up with the good people at the Terrace to give two lucky fans the chance to win a Yeovil Town mystery box. To enter, simply head to thegloverscast.co.uk and fill out the form. It really is 
that simple. The Terrace is a perfect place to find a full range of officially licensed Yeovil Town merch with something for everyone. There's a Glover's gift for every stocking this festive season. Very best of luck if you're entering the Glover's Cast giveaway. It's one entry per person. Entry opens on November the 1st and closes on November the 30th. The winners will be contacted after the draw is made on the 1st of December. Right, back for part two. Who's got the questions? Not me. I've got them. I've got... Oh, come on. Oh, you've got them as well? I've got them as well, yeah, yeah. Have we got yeah. them on Facebook or just Twitter? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you do the Twitter ones and I'll quickly look and for the Facebook ones and see if there are any. Okay. Dan Johnson asks, sure you're sick of questions similar to this. However, do you think there is some progress to the Hellier bid? Given that Alvington Training Pitch is now sponsored by co- his companies and a large amount of players and coaching staff have unfollowed Scott Breesnell and followed Martin Hellier. Can I just say, for the record, I am a big fan of people taking on the social media stalking. <laughs> Do we know if Morgan Williams' dog is following? I did check this with Dan, and he thinks that Morgan Williams might have deleted Twitter. So oh. I don't know what that may- means for his dog. Hey, what it means for the Glovies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Level playing field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe Tom Knowles has got a chance after all. <laughs> oh, don't, Dave. If Tom <laughs> Knowles wins this year's Glovies, then this season has gone badly wrong. <laughs> Based on a bang average pre-season, yeah. Tom Knowles is... <laughs> scored, <laughs> scored a goal, didn't he? Scored a goal and had a penalty save by a goalkeeper that can't get in our first team. Because we've got, we've the, best got the best keeper in the league. In the league. Yeah, so, there we go. <laughs> Love you, Grant. Yeah. But, I, saw, um, I saw a thing saying that he would make the England National League um, World Cup squad, Grant Smith. So, just saying. Anyway, yeah. yes. We, what was the question about Martin Hellier? Sorry, I feel like we've already touched on this. Do we think um, it means anything that he's sponsoring the training pitch? Is that right? He's, he's sponsored Western Sports, isn't he? Who play at Alvington as yeah, well. Yeah. So I wouldn't read too much into that. And he was, I think he was tweeting pictures of himself down there, wouldn't he, on Saturday? Um, so I wouldn't necessarily read too much into that. The fact that players have followed him, did I? Aren't they just like the rest of us? And they just follow someone if they're interested in in, in following him. The fact they've unfollowed Scott Priestnell, well, he hasn't said anything for decades. So <laughs> why would you follow him? Um <laughs> Uh, except for he's your boss, I guess. But um, yeah, and he. So I, I wouldn't read too much into either of those things. I'd probably read something more into the fact that he said he was going to make a bid or walk away, and then saying that he didn't walk away, would suggest that that means he made a bid and didn't get told to you know, do one. And I would read. The only thing I would read into it is that he's clearly willing to put his money where his mouth is in in sponsoring local sport. If he's sponsoring. Yeah. Our stand and he's sponsoring Westland Sports. Well, yeah. fair play. There was a picture and of him he's sponsoring, sponsoring Ilchester, yeah, an Ilchester team, a youth team in Ilchester, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. And if there's one thing that local sport needs at that level, it's people to rally around and get behind. So, whether or not it's got a future at Hewish Park or not, no, but fair play to him for coughing up a few quid on that on that front. Yeah, fair play. But is the question: Do we think that he's serious and involved, or? We I hope so. Yeah, I yeah. hope. I really. I well, from from all the accounts, you know, he's he's said he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's been yeah. on BBC Somerset and you know gone yeah. out there and said he didn't yeah. say he was that. I don't think at that point he said. I was going to say that this this I'm going to make a full offer that he put in on Tuesday night. That's the first time I think he's actually said 
I'm yeah. going to make a full offer, isn't it? Which, yeah. And so, for everything as well, not just yeah. for the, the football club. So, yeah, I think that will be the real test of what happens here. Yeah. Because I, I think what surrounds the club is what our esteemed owner is <laughs> sees the value in. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. doubt. Yeah. And that is, uh, yeah, that, that's where we, uh, we rely on the elected officials to um, to do the right things as well, isn't it? To make sure that those things that are around the football club um, remain in the uses that they are they are in. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be an election coming up for. Uh, I know they just had one, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Somerset District Council. Okay, well, I'm sure they'll stand by uh, everything that they said and done. So, yeah. Yeah. There are a few other questions about mine, Heller, as well, aren't they? There seems uh, there's, there's definitely a couple. I saw one from Watsy, and there's also one from Mark Swatridge, uh, uh, which seemed to ask uh, what do we think, well, what should be the first thing that Martin Hellier should do if he takes over the club? Striker. I thought you wanted a uh, midfielder with legs, or are you quite happy with the, well, got uh, one. the spider? Uh, time machine. Yeah. Bring Gavin Williams forward in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gavin Williams yeah. and Macca. Clean up Macca yeah. and bring him into. And Ben Ben wants a ten year contract for Josh Staunton. Statue. Yeah. Ben wants to get in the time machine and see the statue of Josh Staunton. Yeah. What should he do? I, I tell you one thing that I think a, a man like that could do because he is someone who owns uh, is in the hospitality business as well as the the construction business, um, which seems to be where he's made his money. But he owns the Overcourt Hotel, I think, mm-hmm. um, and a few other bits and pieces. So he's obviously someone who knows a bit about uh, okay, what a nice restaurant area might look like and what a good you bar are, facility are, looks like. You are cruising for a phone call, you are, boy. Yeah. No, but I think uh, I, I think that nobody would disagree that if somebody came along and said, uh, let's put some money into the hospitality areas uh, at, at Hughes Park, I don't think there's anybody out there who's going to go, oh, no, we don't need that. Everywhere can do with a, um, you know, a bit of a, a, a spruce up. And if there's somebody there, I'm sure in his hotels business, then I'm sure there are people who work for him who are very knowledgeable about things that can be done to uh, improve those kind of facilities. And I don't think anybody's ever said that uh, Yeovil Town is uh, staffed by people who know absolutely everything about the hospitality industry. So I'm sure if there's someone out there that's got the money and the know-how, why not? That's what that, that, that's one thing I'd like to, to see is more, more um, you facilities. You, you want a Michelin-style chef? I don't want a Michelin-style chef, no. I just... Um, yeah, go to go to Hewish Park. Could, can you go to Hewish Park any day of the week and um, you know drop into a bar there? Couldn't you go in and uh, I know I always bang on about Skit Lally and it's been decades literally <laughs> since I've ever played a game of Skittles and I've s- since got two wonky arms, so uh, I'd probably be even worse at Skittles than I was then. But uh, that kind of thing to me would be. That, that's that's what the club is, is, is screaming out for. Um, we've got no covenants. Um, there's still a space behind the Thatcher's end where we were told that half a marquee was going or something like that. So, yeah, those kind of things. 
if he, who's got the money and the wherewithal. Construction part. Inter- hmm? The huge part of the scene of the first ever triple flopper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, more pressing matters are staying in this division right now. Um, that's what is the immediate. So we're talking about a first thing, get us to stay in the division. However the hell that looks. Yeah. Then, 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 then the triple flopper. And the triple flopper. Okay. Stay up, triple flopper. In that order. Yeah. <laughs> what comes third, Ian? Uh, genuine engagement. Not phone calls here and there with people, not selected people around a table, minutes that come out three months later after plenty of vetting. Not blacklisting well-respected independent Yeah, coverage. that's the first thing he needs to do. <laughs> yeah. Take us, off the, take us off the band list, yeah. <laughs> take us off the naughty list, please, Martin. Thanks, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Mm. Go on. Should we mix up the hellier ones? I think well, that might have been... I think that might kind of cover off everything there. everyone's asked about hellier, I'd say, yeah. Uh, Jake Gallagher, uh, chair of the Chris Hargreaves fan club, says, oh, <laughs> how many more English right-backs need to be injured for Tory Johnson to make the England World Cup squad? <laughs> Not as many as you might think, and we've got a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quite a few. Although Luke Ayling's getting ever closer, which is good. With all these get injured, Kieran Trippier had a bit of a hobble about today as well. Do you reckon yeah. there's a few who just don't want to go? Oh, I mean, almost certainly. Um, yeah. If I if I played uh, for the German national team, I I I wouldn't want to go. Did you see that? Like basically, all of their games had that massive protest banners up about Qatar, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a messy month. Yeah, yeah. I really can't get interested about the World Cup. I just can't. I just can't motivate myself to be interested in a World Cup in November. And you know, it's because it's because it just interrupts. It's interrupting yeah. the season. Yeah. Like if, if sit it was down, like, Qatar. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> if it were like the end, and you know, when we're like, oh, season's over, but World uh, Cup. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, oh, Arsenal top. I don't want it to be a World Cup. Mm. An Arsenal fan again. Now, Yeovil yeah. bottom. I don't, Yeovil bottom. I want there to be a World Cup. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only we could have the two weeks, two months off, or whatever. Uh, it's just month. crap in it. Yeah, poorly timed. Or like even like the logistics. It's all within such a small amount of a small country. There's going to be a lot of people in a very small area in Qatar, and. The size of Yorkshire, isn't it? Or smaller than so, Yorkshire? I think. And like, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. I've got yeah. a wall chart. I've got a uh, when Saturday comes World Cup wall chart, Such and a it's time. got all these, uh, all the stadiums have got like piles of money for stands, and <laughs> um, yeah, like Doha, there's like a big picture of just loads of stadiums all mashed in together, um, and then it's got white elephant sale the nineteenth of December. Um, yeah, that's the day after the final, yeah. What are they going to do with all these stadiums that no one's ever going to use? Yeah, just <laughs> make you wonder, doesn't it? Well done, FIFA. I'm sure yeah. you're listening, Blatter. Yeah, oh, he's a big listener. Him and Latisse, <laughs> they're, they're, they're our number ones. 
Where's the mm. next World Cup? Are they decided that yet? USA, Canada, and Mexico. Is it really? Oh, that's going to be bad. At least the one positive about this World Cup, even though I don't really want to watch much of it, is the fixtures are all sort of nice times, times, aren't they? Yeah, three like South, Af- South Africa was great times, especially like in the middle of university, mm. like a uni summer. Never mind. But what a terrible World Cup South Africa. Oh, worst, lowest quality World Cup ever. I quite enjoyed Germany won it, didn't they? No. Who won it? Spain. Spain last. It was a uh, Iniesta. Iniesta. Have you seen that the world there's a documentary on BBC called How to Win the World Cup? Um... <laughs> do, do we need to get down to Southgate <laughs> to watch it? Um and there's interviews with uh it's a, like focuses on France. Germany and Spain and Iniesta was battling crippling depression at this time he was like really depressed and he scored the winner in extra time and everything but he yeah it it goes into like him and you know how he was feeling and how the Dutch knew about it and were gonna really go for him in the game and try and get him out of the game and then he goes and scores the winner um yeah, amazing, amazing. But yeah, quite interesting to to um, realize that that he was like feeling horrendous, and all the players knew it, and it was all very sort of like looking after him and trying to help him through because he was good friends with a who was that player who died? Um, Yark, I think his name was. He was a player who played for Deportivo, right. um, and they were really close. And yeah, so he was really suffering after that well no didn't know any of that but yeah. what, what's it. that it's on a, it's what's on bbc it on? iplayer iplayer okay yeah, right. yeah it's really good really really good documentary right and yeah. and do you find out how to win the world cup as well i just need to be really good and have really oh. good players helps if oh. you have like it helps if you have xavi iniesta busquets <laughs> david silva Villa. uh helps if you have peak ozil muller no. Um, Kadira. Sim- simple there. Yeah. <laughs> Manuel Neuer. And also helps if you have Kylian Mbappe and Paul Pogba and all those French ones who are quite good. Right. Okay. All right. Won't bother watching it then. <laughs> Sounds like you just told me what, what it's all about. <laughs> good though. Uh, Stony Palace Glover asks Are you as crazy as YTFC Watsy to be thinking Twix should be the next celebration to get the boot from the box? How are Bounty and Twix worse than Milky Way? Now, I'm not having this against Milky Way. Milky oh, Way is big, big Milky up, Way fans. up there. Top. Yep. Correct. Top? Yeah, I would, I would pick out a Milky Way before the others. Correct. Well, uh, I mean, I'm going to be boring and say Maltesers. Maltesers are right. the, no. absolutely classic no. there. False advertising. It's not a bloody Malteser. Well, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Still... So don't call it a Malteser. Well, it's chocolate no. biscuit. It's not, it's not a Malteser, though. Yeah, but hang on. You'd be frustrated if you opened up a box of celebrations and you had a Malteser wrapped up in a little bit of plastic. I'd be more me. frustrated if I opened up a box of Maltesers and there was just a fair chunk of them stupid things in there. So do you like them or not? No. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm, you would, you I'm, would, I'm a fan you of would, them. You would walk past that. You've, pay, you've put your petrol in your car. You're going to pay. You're behind some dude who's like a truck driver. And you sat there, and you would you would never choose that bar of that whilst you're waiting for your while you're waiting to queue at the petrol station ever, ever. People who people who choose it out of uh, knowingly are, are are wrong. 
<laughs> wrong. Crap, it's wrong been wrong there. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not against them. I'd and Twixes are fine, I'd, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Twixes are also fine. I'd kick a Snickers out before I kick Right, them. what is the matter with you? <laughs> nah, i kick a Snickers. I, I definitely rid a Bounty. Yeah, not a coconut fan whatsoever. No. Okay. Ben, ben cannot kick his knickers out. What are ben, you doing? Ben cares more about food than Yeovil Town. Um, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. Uh, Yeovil are taken over. This is from James Drew. And have Hollywood money like Wrexham. Which realistic players do you sign? I'll tell you what I noticed the other day. What do you notice? Glover's cast cult hero Bailey Cargill. He's now Forest Green Rovers captain. Yeah, I saw him on Told you he was good. Yeah. Knew it, yeah. didn't I? Got an eye. That's what I go and get. Bailey Cargill. There you go. Ewan Pollock. Yep, he did. Get him in. Alex Wall. Who was that striker you thought Chris Hargreaves was going to sign? Alex Wall. No, another one. Oh. Can't remember. Never mind. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Messi. I signed Tom Knowles back. <laughs> oh. Going down that route, are we? Yeah. <laughs> I Gavin yeah. Williams back. <laughs> I don't know, James. Striker. It's got to be a striker. He's scoring, he's scoring goals. Paul Mullen. How about him? <laughs> yeah. Have we got enough league, money to buy him? Who's League 2 top scorer? Let's go grab him. Yeah. Ben Tozer for his long throw. Macaulay Langstaff. He's got more goals than... Well, Bongo Shimanga. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be a bad one. Joe Quigley. I was quite rated that Asante at um, Chesterfield whenever I saw him. He always looked like a good player. Um, I'm not sure how much he gets in the squad in the squad with Quigley, Shamanga. Who else they got a friend? Ollie Banks, he a striker? Is he a midfield player? Anyway, they've got a few strikers. He's a midfielder, he? isn't he? Is he the one who came up with Rowe? He went from Gloucester, Asante. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got injured, I... didn't he? He had a bad, bad injury, I think. Let's go and get Andrew Dallas. Because we came close to getting Andrew Dallas, didn't we? Yeah, Andy Dallas, that would be a good one, yeah. Yeah, I've got to get Andy Dallas. There you go. Dan Moss. Anyway, yeah, there's a few players in there. James, I think, probably pick one there. Uh, John M, John Tosaurus on Twitter asks, how much fun did you have this weekend without Yeovil to ruin it, to potentially ruin it? What did you all get up to instead of being miserable on a Saturday afternoon? I was still miserable. Yeah. Just doing so <laughs> the lack of the football didn't change my miserability. Miserability, but Ben actually made not... up new words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still miserable. Um, what did I do? Did you watch any football? Did no. you watch Forest Forest Green one? Weren't they Saturday afternoon? Forest Green yeah, and Forest they... South Shields. Yeah. yeah, Bailey Cargill's Forest Green. Yeah. yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I did watch that a bit of that. Um. It was really, it was really miserable here. The weather was bad. The, yeah. miser- the miserability was high. There was a high miserability rate. Yeah, it was loads of rain, so it didn't really do a lot. Just got the brio out, built a train track. I went out and had a very good burger. Did had you? A, had a, yeah, had a good burger with um, slices of chorizo on the top, Ooh. and I'm a big fan of chorizo. Um, so yeah, we had a, that was pretty good. Very had- salty though. On Saturday, we had pasta bake with chorizo sausages for in it. Yeah. Chorizo and pork that, sausages. That is a winner, chorizo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. It, yeah. The place they had, a, they had, a, they had a, a fire, you know, like a wood wood burner fire. Yeah. Um, and they, one of one of the members of staff. 
they'd obviously had the vent open. So they put they put all these these logs in and it was literally like hell was inside <laughs> of this this wood burner. It just went absolutely crazy for about five minutes. And then they came back and they realized that they had all died down. And they were like, oh, I'm gonna stick. So I was literally almost taking taking all my clothes off in the pub because it was that <laughs> hot. But yeah, didn't actually take all my clothes off in the pub. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I did on Saturday. Very nice. James Drew has another question. Favourite holiday destination? Ian, please don't say anywhere involving a tent. Do you want to talk about it, Ian? Are you okay yet? Is it too soon? Or... So, I missed out. I, I missed out on the Aldi air fryer as well. I, I, I feel your pain. So the one, what I would say is I've before when I've tried to buy Glastonbury tickets, I have gone all the way through on the resale put my bank details in, done everything, pressed pay and had sold out come up the year that it was Mumford and Sons, Arctic Monkeys and Rolling Stones. And ever since then, I've been able to flick a switch in my head that turns off any emotion when it comes to buying Glastonbury tickets until I've got the tickets. It's plain sailing. There's no, there's nothing because it's not worth the low. (laughs) So I'm fine. Right. That's what you're saying. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm um, fine. Other people in the house are less Ross fine. Ross Keller style. Ross Keller style. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's coming out all squeak. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I've, I've learned to deal with disappointment Glastonbury <laughs> Festival a long time ago. And now it's like, I don't get excited unless I've got a ticket. There's no point getting excited or making plans until you, you're there. Or not there. As the, oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so favourite holiday is this now. I just love anywhere in Cornwall without a tent or with a tent, James. There you go. Northern Ireland was nice in the summer. Cribs Causeway. Yeah. What's your favourite holiday destination, Ben? I I I did love New York. I feel it's like you could, town. I feel like you could spend a month in New York and not see it all. And we were there for 10 days. So I feel like it's unfinished business in New York, but to go solo to East Canada in like the middle of winter, minus 20 degrees was amazing. Loved that. Go solo. How do you mean go solo? So I had had a mate who was traveling who was over there. So I just kind of was like, I'm going out to see you. So I just jumped on a plane and went over to meet him for a little while. Wow. Middle of winter, minus 20 degrees. Yeah, so it sounds like a Tom Cruise just jumped on a plane just and jumped on a plane. Now. <laughs> Held on for dear life, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, Dave. Um, best holiday destination. Well, the best holiday destination I've ever been to, and I didn't pay anything to get there because it was a press trip when I worked for the paper, was Barbados. West, the Western Gazette <laughs> sent you to Barbados. No, the oh, Lancashire see, Evening Post sent me to Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the Lancashire Evening Post send you to Barbados? So. There was a guy who lived locally um, who uh, owned a resort in Barbados around a, a golf course. And it was a, it, yeah, it's a guy, a guy called John Morfett. Quick story about him there. He owned a farm or inherited a farm from his uh, family up in Lancashire, fell off a hay um, wagon, broke his back, couldn't look after the farm, put a caravan in the field instead. Someone came up to him within minutes and said, can I rent that caravan off you? Um, so he thought, oh, could be make some money here. Anyway, 
a couple of years later, he owned one of those, you know, like those resorts where you have like wood cabins around um, lakes and things like that. Yeah. He ended up building it up into that, sold all of those um, in about four or five different locations in South Lakes, South Lake District, um, and bought a sugar plantation in, or ex-sugar plantation in Barbados, cut everything down, built a golf course, put these whacking great um, villas around it, sold them to Wayne Rooney, Michael Vaughan, Gary Lineker, blah, blah, blah. And then he was building these other smaller um, villas that were a bit more affordable to for people that you could rent out. And because we were the local paper that he, he was for, he invited me, someone from the Blackpool Gazette, someone from the Lancaster Guardian, um, uh, and, and two guys, a guy from the Belfast Telegraph, and uh, a newspaper in Dublin as well. And they were the nicest blokes and they could drink like nobody's business. Complete stereotype of Irish people, I know. But we <laughs> ended up um, quite drunk in a uh, golf buggy chasing monkeys around a, um, a, 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 what do you call it? A fairway in, uh, in, in, in Barbados. So, yeah, I go back and do that, chase monkeys around the golf course. Monkeys have made quite an appearance in this podcast today. They have, haven't they? <laughs> Cheeky ones and ones that run away from golf carts. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What's the favourite, what's the golf, what's the holiday destination you'd like to go to? What's on the bucket list? I'd like to go to Australia. I've never been to Australia. Yeah, I would like to go to Australia. How many um, days were you in Barbados for? Um, just over a week. <laughs> Why? What was the, What story did you get out of it in the end? It wasn't a story. It was like a travel review, wasn't it, of what it was like to go to Barbados. That's what it was. Yeah. I didn't didn't go there to get news on what was going on in Preston. It's a very long way to go. It's It's just like amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did three press trips when I was uh, working for the Lancashire Evening Post. Barbados, Las Vegas and Belfast. (laughs) Those are my three press trips in, in eight years. For the Glovers cast, you've done Wildstone. Yes. <laughs> Maidstone. Yeah. Anything ended in stone. <laughs> stone the crows, yeah. Uh, okay. Ian, Ian, destination, where would you like to go? Where would I like to go? I always thought I'd like to go to America, but now I'm not so sure I'd like to go to America. Some parts of America are very nice. And, 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 and it's not all, yeah, crazies. <laughs> it's not all guns and... <laughs> No. Guns and Trump. No, I'd like to, I'd like to get to New Zealand. I think that would be mm. pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. There you go. That's where we're going. Okay. Like I've learned today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I've learned. <laughs> Clevo, what is the bare minimum points expectation from the next two home games? Both significant in our relegation battle without adding any more pressure to them. With Callum Road departing, can we expect more short-term changes from Cooper with a couple of loans going back? Double-barreled Clevo there. Again, Uh, seven points minimum, please. Win them all. Win them all. Yeah, it's a different kind of win them all now, isn't it? It was a win them all, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, now it's a win them all. Yeah, (laughs) Win them all, let's catch up with Dorking. Yes. Yes. Um, Genuinely, four is the minimum, but six is is probably close to to being the minimum. Six, please. Jake Gallagher would also like to know, would you rather England win the World Cup or Yeovil will be promoted two seasons on the trot? Not even close. Yeovil yeah. to get promoted two seasons on the trot. 
Yeah. That's not even a question, Joe. Especially, especially with this World Cup. Yeah. Like, may, maybe we'll talk about it in 2026 or whatever. 2026? Yeah. 2026 for the other one, but I couldn't care less about this one. Unless my boss is listening, in which case I really can't wait to cover it. <laughs> and if we do win it, how will you feel? Fine. Well, that means you're not going to get promoted to you on a trot, so I'll be gutted. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Um, Robin Batchelor, do we really need to play Richards Everton with the amount of depth we have at centre-back? I'm personally quite happy with the Hunt-Bevan pairing with Staunton as experienced in defensive midfield. Not sure what he offers apart from being left-footed. I don't think his, his left foot wasn't uh, wasn't very close to clearing anything on Tuesday night, was it? Um, I mean, if we assume that now we have got four, because Morgan Williams will obviously rejoin and be part of it, as it stands, Bevan, Williams, Hunt would be the three with Staunton in front. Richards Everton would just kind of have to be the other one. At the moment, on current form, there's no way I can see Max Hunt dropping back to the bench. When everyone's available, no chance. I feel like Max Hunt has the most to gain from Chris Hargreaves going because he really did not look like the player he's looked like before under the old manager. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's there's games where I've watched Richards Everton where I think he's been really good. And then there are other games when the ball just goes miles off the side of his foot or just doesn't look like he's I don't know just doesn't look like he's into it <laughs> it's 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 a weird one I mean a lot of the players struggled um under Hargreaves didn't they towards the end so I think it will be one thing I'm, I am kind of looking forward to uh on Tuesday is actually seeing you know seeing that change from what we had against um older shot to where we are now because that was as hopefully that was as low as it goes but we've said that before this season multiple times and the final question I think is from Dexter Tyson he would like to know if you were on death row what would your final three course meal be then you can go first I feel like you will have thought about this and <laughs> or you will know exactly just in case <laughs> I'll let my lawyer know. Is that right? <laughs> I just feel like you are very certain food choices and you'll know. Um, oh, difficult starter. No idea. Um, it would be probably some sort of roast pork Chinese dish, the main, and a lemon meringue pie piping hot for dessert. Not sure about my starter. Not sure about my starter. Possibly something, possibly duck. Duck with spring rolls. Duck, you know, pancake things. Yeah, duck. That sounds like a main course to me, isn't it? Yeah. yeah like, well, no, Depends anyway, on you duck you put in it, I guess. Share it around. Me and the other death row inmates. <laughs> <laughs> they can't share it. It's all yours, mate. It's the last thing you're going to have, so might as well enjoy it. There you go. Mm. I would have um, so when been this a steak restaurant chain called Miller and Carter, which you might know of. They do a starter, which is lobster mac and cheese, 
which is uh, quite heavy for a starter and you kind of have to have it start and then keep it as a, as a bit of a side as well. I'd also have a T-bone steak from there just because they're massive and they're, every steak that I get from that place is amazing. And then for dessert, I would have, um, and this has to be in a very specific cheap supermarket custard, so like, you know, the fresh custard that you get in the thing, but the cheap version of it, none of this extra special creamy vanilla bean, blah, blah, blah. Just the stuff that's like bright yellow. That's what I want. And then I want a, a rhubarb um, crumble that is, uh, comes in one of those little things that you put in the microwave, the little packets. But I want you to just take the crumble off the top, leave the rhubarb where it is, stick that in the custard. That's what I'm having. Okay. How about you, Ian? Sounds good. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of work involved in yours, isn't there? There is. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's got to be very specific as well. Otherwise, <laughs> I've refused to be killed. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going until this is right. <laughs> um, yeah, starter is hard. That's why Ben's not gone for a starter and has just gone for. Really went for duck pancakes. <laughs> just gone for a main meal. Yeah. As a starter. Um, so. I think I'll go for some like spring roll type starter. Then for a main, I'm going to have a a proper burger um, with chili on the burger and a nice sort of American cheese, um, sweet potato fries, and no salad. To hell with salad. I'm not dying with salad in my tummy. And for pudding... A, a slice of my mum's coffee cake. Do like walnuts? Walnuts mm. on top? No walnuts. Oh, ruin it. <laughs> Do like a good coffee cake, yeah. Sweet and potato a, fries. A, What's that all yeah. about? What's that all about? Well, they're the stuff of dreams, mate. If you say that, you have to say it in like a deep South American accent. Sweet potato fries. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> is that a deep South American accent? Uh, it's a, it's a very, very poor one, but uh, yeah. yeah. You mean like Southern America rather than yeah, like Southern America? <laughs> deep but South, have... not. Oh, not, deep not, South America. Not, no, I'm not yeah. talking like. Not sweet potato fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, not South American either. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, like a slightly like. Yeah. Spanish sounding Chilean, yeah. <laughs> sweet the potato flies. <laughs> I uh, need to leave it there. <laughs> Not very inclusive, Ben. No. Sorry, I apologize to all of our Mexican listeners. <laughs> That's Where Central America, been in South America, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, we, we do actually have one question, uh, from Facebook, which is from Max Cobner, who says, Can we have a big win on Tuesday night, Ian? That's on you, mate. Yes, please. Yes, please. Cheers, guys. See you Cheers later. And, and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden 
Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.